Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Potential podcast number 103. Today's topic is how to teach your children about money. So I'm joined today by some of my colleagues who all have children. But the beauty about today is we've all got children of differing ages. So it'll be interesting what perspectives we've got. It'll be interesting if we've got some common themes as well coming through. I'm joined as usual by Jeff, who will talk about his children at some point, but before that he'll give us an update on the markets, because it has been a very turbulent week. Indeed. Delighted to be joined by Haley on her first podcast. Mm. Haley is uh, the mother of a young child and one on the way, so yes. hopefully it doesn't come join the podcast, but if it does, <laughs> we'll give a different perspective to it. And Jamie, who you've all seen before, and Jamie is the father of young Jack. Um, I have three children who are all, uh, are all of an age that are significantly older than than your children, and probably some of them might even be older than you, Haley. So I'll hopefully give you a different... Yeah, <laughs> potentially. What we're going to look at today is actually talking about really good habits and how we teach our children. In the words of George Benson, you know, children are our future, so teach them well and let them lead the way. Um, I always have to get a song title into my little mm -hmm. appraisal. But it is crucial that um, we, we teach our children about money and good habits and how when they get older they will benefit from it. And we'll talk about all sorts of aspects of inviting, investing for children, not just specifically products you can invest in, but generally sort of the ethos and how we, we get them going. But as usual, before we start, I'd like to ask Jeff to give us a quick update on the markets this week. There's been a very turbulent week, um, not particularly in volatility, but turbulent behind the scenes in what's been happening in yeah, global I, economics. I think that's right, Stephen. It just really spilled on what we saw in January of rising volatility in, in asset markets. And we got off to a really good start to this week in terms of equity market performance, positive days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then yesterday we had abrupt end to that. A couple of factors in the background there, we'd um, Facebook or Meta's results on Wednesday night that caused quite a reassessment of the value of that company, share price falling 26% yesterday, um, $200 billion of, of market cap loss, the largest market cap loss that we've seen on an individual company, gives you an idea of the starting valuation of that business, but also it's the size of a number of other companies that have just vanished in terms of, of market cap. That Spotify results as well, disappointing for, for people. And then the other thing that's really in the background has just been what's been happening with central banks and changes to central bank policy. So we've touched on the responses that we've seen from the Federal Reserve previously, turn of the MPC here in the UK yesterday, another interest rate increase. The interesting thing within that was just the voting um, within it. So it was a five to four vote, four members voting for a 50 basis point, so 0.5% increase in rates and suggesting inflation is going to peak higher than they'd initially saw, thought. So inflation forecast around 7.25% from five where they were. So quite a continued move up in inflation. So really central banks having to get on the front foot. So this discussion of transit rate is kind of gone. We're now moving to try and address the inflationary risk that's there. The UK, that's an interesting dynamic because a lot of our inflation is imported energy, etc. We don't produce a lot here, so it's not manufactured inflation, if you will, in the UK. And then the other thing, ECB yesterday, very dovish they've been over the course of the year, not expecting much on interest rates. But again, coming out and saying inflation causing us a little bit more concern, so potential for rates to move up. So we saw a bit of volatility in sovereign bond markets yesterday as yield curves uh, moved up as a result of that. So many things going on in the background, but the things that we've been talking about, the things that our portfolios have been aware of, 
being positioned for and looking for opportunities that, that volatility does create. And when we look back over the, the month of January, certainly there was opportunity in, in different regions and different areas of the market. Thanks, Jeff. That's interesting. And before we get on to the topic then of investing for children, it's probably prudent to give some advice, not financial advice, but give some opinion really uh, on how our clients and customers and, and listeners should react when all the news they're hearing, certainly on news at 10, etc., once you've got past the, the fun and games at Westminster, are quite scary in the sense that, you know, gas prices is the big yeah. one at the minute. We're all worried that our, our heating bills are going to go through the roof. Uh, strange kind of metaphor there, but anyway, um, what should we be saying to them? I, for me, it's staying your seats, but yeah, it's yeah. it's using diversification, staying invested, looking at the the longer term opportunities that there are. Um, it's also taking account of just these are normal challenges. We're coming from a period of time, twenty twenty, COVID, monetary policy there to support the economy, very aggressive monetary policy. We've recovered. We're now seeing a normalisation of that. It's a natural occurrence. It had to happen at some point. You can't sit with interest rates at zero. It's it's not feasible. So what we're just seeing, in my view, is a normalisation. And that normalisation comes with increased volatility. That's natural as we move through the recovery phase. So it's about, I think, taking that step back, understanding that we were in a very difficult period, we're now transitioning to more normal period and as such volatility will come with it but staying invested and using it as opportunity as well. I mean, that's really reassuring. Um, to people who don't know, Jamie and Haley both deal with our with our direct clients uh, so they're calling in. Any themes coming through Haley? Anybody ringing up very frightened about their investments or are people generally still being quite calm and are you having to pass on Jeff's messages? Um, I mean a bit of both to be honest i mean you'll get clients calling up for just a little bit of reassurance and then on the other aspect of things you've got clients just basically saying straight away move us to cash right. um and then again it's directing them to morning markets and um, chatting with im teams and just to get that reassurance from them and eventually once they've actually spoken to someone and realized that that's probably a quite a rash decision um that's when they sort of settle down from that point excellent and you interesting what Haley says there jimmy people might want to run to cash. How are you dealing with telling clients not to default to it? I think we, we've had, it's, it's funny, we've had two um, two sets of cycles and I, I think last, um, I keep saying last year, but two years sort of drop was a lot more significant uh, than what we're seeing at this minute in time. Um, and going to cash, you know, you've got to, you've really got to focus on what your objective of your money is. And I, I keep going back to, to this and I say this a number of times over podcasts and sessions, but what are you what is the reason for this money because if it's you know if it's a short-term need then potentially shouldn't be invested at all if it's a long-term need where it's actually for your retirement for your um you know for your children when they turn 18 etc i talk about jack's isa quite a lot he's um he's jacks quite a lot where he's not going to access that till he's 18. so there's going to be lots of different changes that are probably going to happen there'll be more drops and more ups in that next next 18 years or 17 years for me now so you've, you've really got to consider that it's not a short-term investment um, and actually you haven't lost anything yet. You, when you lose is when you do put it into cash. And that's, that's a key thing. I, I would, unless, unless you've got an immediate need for the money, then potentially you shouldn't be invested. But if you, have got a, uh, if you haven't got an immediate need and you've got your goal, it's categorically the, the, the wrong thing to do. Okay. I think the other thing just to remember is that we're coming from a high level in terms of where 
asset markets have got to. Yeah. So we haven't really dropped that much no. in the grand yeah. scheme of the recovery we've had. And I think that's mm. important that, to your sort of starting point, Steve, the headline news would make you think things are an awful lot worse than, yeah. they, than they've been. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing. So what we're trying to do is, is cut through that noise and be more objective. And actually, we things aren't bad. We've seen good economic growth. We've actually seen really good company results. People, obviously, you focus on those big headline ones because they are interesting and they grab people's attention. But if you look in below that and you look at the headlines for other companies that are reporting, they're continuing to report very strong growth. They're reporting yeah. good results, and that's there, and that's supporting those businesses. So there's just, you know, it's, it's like a clickbait thing. You put a good headline up there, somebody will go through it, and yeah. they'll look at it. Whereas if you peel that back a little bit, try and look in below what's happening, you use a different perspective. Yeah. Now, uh, the phrase there, Jeff, the one that we should use more often is cut through the noise. We need to help our clients cut through yeah. the noise, as you're saying. Right, to cap this first little bit, I'm going to ask you two questions, Jeff. What's the inflation rate at the minute? Roughly, about five point two percent. And what are they? What have interest rates gone to? If you're investing in a bank, if you're depositing in a bank, zero point five. But if you're able to get that, that's another question. Mm. So we'll probably haven't seen many banks increase their their deposit rates up to to zero point five to match what the bank did yesterday. So in a nutshell, everybody, mm. and when clients are wanting to go to cash, <laughs> it would be mm. wouldn't be prudent to do so. And we need to. We've made this point before. We need to keep making it again. Yeah. Cash is an active investment decision. If you yeah. go to it. Inflation's eating away at five and a bit, and you're getting less than half a percent. It's forecast to go to seven and a bit on the bank's right. forecast, peaking in April of this year. Good. So if clients are feeling nervous, they want to go, talk to Haley and her team, give Jamie's team a ring, yeah. and we'll hopefully calm you down a bit. Right, the interesting topic now, and the topic that we should... Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions in a second, Haley, oh. so be prepared. <laughs> um, I was sort of looking, thinking last night as how we would sort of get into this topic, and I was thinking, right... It's a long time ago since I went to school, um, and I did, I did turn up occasionally, which was really interesting. Um, you're reasonably, relative to me, fresh out of school. Did you get any education on financial, you know, investing, saving, reaching goals Not when you were at school? Right. Nothing. No, I didn't get any. Nothing? No. No. We got maths and English, didn't maths, we? Yeah. So maths, English, science. Seven hours, well, whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. A component part of your maths curriculum is, is money. Yeah. But that's the only place it's taught. Yeah. It wasn't for me, believe no. it or not. No. Oh, we had a, a little bit in, in maths. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. <laughs> There's the fundamental issue. Do you think we should have it on the... I mean, you think about classic subjects like history. Mm. History is lovely. It, it is useful if you want to teach. I, I can't... I remember my brother's a history graduate. I can't think what other use... I love history, but I can't think what use it is in the workplace. Would it be more beneficial if we introduced teaching people, teaching children about... Investing, saving, compound, saving rates, etc. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah, I think there's two elements of it. You're right, an education piece on on understanding why you should save and reasons why you should save would definitely be useful at any age. But also just you know just teaching you know trying to teach children the value of money is, is yeah. quite an, is quite an important area. I think we're very uh, we're better off than we've ever been. I think this is one of these things that, that David says at lots of um, these sort of podcasts, but it's. It is the best in terms of in terms of the shape we're in. It's the best we've ever been, and you'll find that most children will will get pretty much what they you know. And there is obviously elements of that, but most children will get majority of the one that's trying to teach that value of money to somebody. Um, I think that's actually important. That comes from the parents, but also can come from some some sort of education at school. I think it'd be really helpful. Mm. 
Yeah. I think the value is a really interesting subject. Yeah. I think we'll deal with that now. And then I think we should, it's almost the, the technical aspect of investing though. Mm. Leaving, don't touching, letting it grow, compounding. Yeah. It's always talked about compound interest, forget interest, yeah. compound, the compounding effect of saving. Yeah. Let's, how do you teach, I mean, let's start with Jeff, because we've got this, I mean, I can't talk about the values I give to my children, but Jeff, <laughs> how do you teach your, your guys about the value of money and the value of the importance part, of investing? I think the importance of, of money or the understanding of it comes from, well, you need to do something. You need to, need to work. You need to yeah. be yeah. building something to actually get money. So using pocket money as a good example, well, you just don't give it. You kind of think, well, something needs to happen for, for that transaction to, to happen. So you get to understand that actually there is value associated with it from, from that perspective. And I think just generally talking to your kids about about money, how they use money, how they think about it, how they want to save, etc., is all part and parcel of just giving them that good start in life, that good understanding. It's interesting because when, when, when I was younger, which is... A, Quite a while ago, Steve. It's, it's been a little while since I was at school, by the way. But um, you, you know, your, your parents would give you five pounds or whatever. I think I used to get fifty pence a day. That was that was my yeah. pocket money. Yeah. Um, and now you, you kind of you, that's evolved a little bit. Um, to to go Henry or there's other sorts of sites where you can kind of then they they get an, a message on the app when they've done a job and you can link yeah. the um you can link the cash payment to the job they've done. So they've emptied the dishwasher, which is my most hated job and that will definitely be Jack's job as is when he's older. Um, he can go, well, there you go, you've got a couple of pounds and actually goes on their account and app. So there's some, some good little, yeah. and I'll go and he's just one example of that. It, but the, there's others that do it. And said, when I was younger, it would be, you know, go and wash your dad's car. Well, you know, I, would be, I, I, I was a good bargainer. So he would start off with giving me a couple of pounds and I would manage to get a tenner out of him because um, he, would, he wouldn't have the change. So, <laughs> um, but it, you know, it, it, it was that sort of it's that sort of thing I think that's a really you can use technology as well a little bit now that uh, that helps you sort of understand um, the, understand that little bit more benefit of doing a job and being paid for I'm getting a few themes coming through here it's 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 make them sort of understand that it's a transactional arrangement yeah, yeah. but it's also habits isn't it it's yeah. getting them into we all know that if you get into good habits yeah. if you get into bad habits hmm. yeah. so Along the lines of this, how are you going to, I think it's very early days for you to start. I mean, they won't understand yet, but you're going to teach them good habits? I mean, I, I don't know if it's too early or not. Like, I, I read know, something online the other day and it was like, oh, your kids should be dressing themselves by two-year-old and things. And you think, where on earth is that coming from? Like, he's he's two at the end of March. And I think if I put some clothes on his bed for him to get ready, there's not a chance he would put them on. <laughs> everywhere, won't they? Literally. Um, but I think just teaching, like, what you're doing, like, I'm in the house doing the dishes or putting the washing away or anything like that. It's getting them involved and kind of showing, right, this is how you do something or like even just folding the washing up. And now he'll sit with his blanket and try and fold it up and put it on the end of the sofa. And I think just little things like that, it can really easily be implemented. But I mean, I'm definitely not getting himself dressed a two-year-old. But no, it's probably, like, I can't, I'm just struggling with that now. <laughs> my head, yeah, I think it is all about good habits. And we should then move on and talk a little bit at how technology can help. Because, you know, they used to have the piggy bank. And I was reading yeah. also that a, a piggy bank that's opaque is not a good idea. A clear piggy bank's a better idea because yeah, you can yeah. see as your money grows. Yeah. Um, and it's little tips like that, I think, that, that, that would help. I think it is making it visible and using technology, as Jimmy says, mm -hmm. because one of the things with, with my boys is where they put stuff into a bank and you don't see it. Mm. Like, where, yeah. did, where did it go? Yeah. Whereas then you, you have to explain why, see if etc. in the bank. But 
getting it on technology that they can see, oh, it's growing, how it's been used, etc. It's probably really advantageous. The, the physical element's gone, hasn't yeah. it? Where you, you buy a product now, you know, come over the last time I paid with cash, when you buy yeah. a product yeah. now, it's it's a car and you can't yeah. see anything, so it's a lot easier to do that and not yeah. really understand, you know, if you have... If, if you have your piggy bank, as you say, and you've got fifty pounds mm -hmm. in there, and and you're going to buy your first toy, you, you realise that actually, well, oh wait, there the money's gone, and you can see it. And I think it's yeah. sometimes that element. That's why I think the technology yeah. is quite important, it, yeah. so they can see their account and go, oh wait, there's twenty five pounds. Again, I think more. there's some really important points there. I think it's interesting that you know saving cannot be seen as punitive to children. Mm -hmm. I think that it, you know yeah. they talk about the carrot and the stick. I think we should almost forget the stick. It, it's carrot, so it's. You do X, you do a transaction, you get money. It then allows you at some point to have something nice of mm. that. And I think it's that, how we're all gonna manage that along mm. the journey of their life too. It's, it's also how yeah. we think about here, setting yeah. somebody's goal. What yeah. is the goal that you want to achieve? The exact same mm. with the kids. What is it you want to save for? Mm -hmm. Set that as their goal. Mm. And then you're, you've got something to aim at. And the exact same if you're, you know, we're saving for retirement, we're saving for a special event, etc. It's no different, it's a goal. So you, you work towards a goal and that makes it very clear and transparent. The, the interesting thing about all of us sat here is I think we've all got boys at the minute. Only we boys, do. and there's a girl on the way. Girl but, on the uh, way. Yeah. We want, I'm very old fashioned, I shouldn't have to pay for a, for a wedding, so, you know. Um, <laughs> but he is talking about goals. <laughs> um, that's very old-fashioned, isn't it? I suspect. I, think that's yeah. quite old I did contribute to the wedding that we've had. Yeah. Oh, well. I turned up. Jamie, talk about goal investing, using our technology to set goals and invest for children. Yeah, it's probably worth kind of just linking it back to to my sort of situation. So, a couple of areas I'm focusing on. One, I've got. I want to make sure when you know Jack turns eighteen, he, he's got a. You know, probably too early for a house deposit these days. When, yeah. when I was younger, it was probably a house deposit. But you know, whether he wants to buy his first car or, or you know, could help him, you know, with a, some money towards university. Yeah. Uh, so that the reason why I put money in a junior ISA, and all I've set up is I think I put I think I put fifty sixty pounds away a month into that ISA, mm -hmm. um, and I don't anticipate putting any more on that. That will be over eighteen years. That'll be a sizable amount of money for him, and that'll help hopefully help him through his first couple of years of university. So it's kind of a real aim for me is that. You know, as he turns an adult, he, he's able to have a pot of money, and that will be up to him what he wants to spend that on. Because mm -hmm. you've got two options. Obviously, as soon as your junior ISA, as soon as the two turn eighteen, it's their ISA. Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I've been given advice to. Um, he he's got two uh, two children as well, and he had a different thought process to me, which was, I'm not sure my children at eighteen will be ready, ready for that level of money. Yeah. So, I'd rather put. So we've actually for him, we've invested in his own ISA. Um, and some in his wife's ISA, and he's got it targeted in the system. So in the goal and in, in true potential, he's got his goal to say this is their fund, and I know I want it for eighteen years time, but it allows him to control it at that age. Yeah. So very different approach to what I, I my thoughts are, um, in terms of I want I want hopefully I've taught him by then that he understands it, but he could just go and blow it on it on whatever he wants at that point. Um, but my friend has said it's very very different. I think this is that's where the goal plan is. It's people have different opinions on it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure we've probably got something similar. Yeah, I think setting a goal and a, it's it's in life it's lovely to achieve something, mm -hmm. isn't it? Achieve, yeah. Hit yeah. a target, hit yeah. and and saving for it must yeah. be very yeah. crucial. Interesting there that you see people have a different uh, different kind of outlook on things. I'm thankfully now lovely. I'm a granddad, so it, it is possible. Younger people with younger families starting out, you don't always have a lot of spare cash yourselves to invest. Mm. 
Very true. Very yeah. true. <laughs> so it's nice to get the habits of regular mm. saving. Is what Absolutely. We Interesting from a grandparent's perspective, there are tax allowances and, and things grandparents can do to mm. invest for the grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And usually when you get to be a granddad, you've got a little bit more cash. You can maybe you start to, to think. What, what's available for grandparents these days, Jamie? What can they do? Well, they, they can invest in a JISA. They typically have to go through the, um, I say JISA, junior ISA, mm. using abbreviations there. Um, but they, they can typically go through through that method. Uh, they'd have to go through the the parent, uh, but they can do a regular. You can easily set up a regular saving from that point, I and mean, that's a, a good way of, of putting money across. We have some um, grandparents uh, that will just set up general investment accounts uh, for for children, so they don't necessarily they, they'll have them in their name still. It's quite an easy way for them to control it, but they can save it through that. So you can still, I think the product, the key is about if you want to save for your children, it's it's just choosing about accessibility of, of when you want it, your child, do you want it to do it on your death? Or it's a long time for you, hopefully, Steve. Um, but, why, why did you look at me? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's the same with my, uh, my friend and myself before. It's the, 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 There's different types of products, but it's really about accessibility at that point for you. I think a crucial point again is, and, and you'll get clients probably ringing up, and mm. if, if a grandparent wants to start thinking probably about an inheritance tax problem where yeah. they can make gifts out of income, mm -hmm. start giving their estate away so, and yeah. they want to... Yeah. I think it's quite an important point, actually, Steve. You, you've got... If, you, if you're starting to get that level away, and, and a lot of people do have the inheritance tax problems just because of the, the value of their property these days. It, it's caused that, that inheritance idea. So if you're, yeah. if you're looking to reduce that, gifting is a great way. Um, yeah, there's, there's limits on, on gifting, but you can do that over a period of time. It's out with your estate within a seven-year period, tapered if you go over them limits. Uh, so that is that is an option, but you can also obviously do insurances to, to prevent against that. So if you have if you have money in your estate that's earmarked for your children and you've got an inheritance tax problem and you want to mitigate against that, I, I, we keep saying this all again, but speak to your financial advisor. There's different routes. Everyone's different, but speak to your financial advisor and they can help you. You check the words right out yeah. In the terms of meat love, recently passed yeah. and, and, and missed. Um, you took the words right out of my mouth, Jimmy, because I think it is that. It starts to get, if you feel it starts to get a little complicated yeah. and you need to take financial advice, we're here at the end of the phone to get one of our advisors plugged in and yeah. do it and, and, and move forward. Okay, um, it is interesting about habits. One of the things, we have some awful phrases in the English language, don't we, sort of little things say, oh, you know, youth is wasted on the young. And I think it's always said by really bitter old people. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, as you can see from my face, my youth was not wasted. <laughs> I, uh, I've got to this age of 35 and uh, I've lived life to the full. Um, I think, you know, I don't agree with that at all, other than in one instance, and I think it's the instance of time. Time is on the side of younger people. Yeah. So I think, again, it's, it's looking at regular investments, start as early mm -hmm. as you can uh, and start to you know, get the money on. And, and I suppose compound interest. And I mean, it happens in your world, Jeff, doesn't it, that um, certain companies, like uh, compounders or whatever, they, yep. they reinvest dividends or whatever. Yep. You know, give us some, I don't want you to quote the exact figures because this is putting you on the spot, but some instance where, you know, what would the market returns be with, you know, if income was left invested and not in uh, yeah. I, I think for all of us, it's to use income to your advantage. So reinvesting and using the opportunity that, that regular savings or regular income provides is really important. The compounding effect of a small incremental increase can be very significant mm -hmm. over a period of time, particularly the period of time that Jamie's talking about 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Compounding up over that period of time on 5 6% returns, but reinvesting an incremental 1% mm -hmm. 
you're certainly compounding much faster. The ability to achieve your goals sooner is there. And it's very evident when you can see that in your goals to use compounding to your advantage. It doesn't have to be very much, but it makes a big difference over time. And I suppose that's where we forget about the education side of things, mm. that we, we, we hear about compound interest in a maths class, but you forget about it because it doesn't really have any yeah. consequence. But then when you actually start to look at it in our industry from a savings perspective it's actually a very very powerful yeah. tool which we forget about when i was studying for uh, you probably the same with yourself when i was studying for my level four financial advice exams it was one of the one of the calculations that you had to kind of go back and scratch your head and go right so how do you do compounding again yeah. and then you go right so i should have listened in that maths class yeah. that that period of time but it is quite relevant. Yeah. It really is quite relevant. So just, relevant just to understand in, the percentage in, in in investing so so relevant yeah I don't want to scare anybody because um, that's not what we're here to do, but my generation, I think the pension provision, that we, even though yeah. pension legislation has changed over the years and we've got pension freedoms, which are a great thing, the provision by our employers of a pension when I was younger was, was greater, mm -hmm. I suspect, than mm -hmm. the younger people are yeah. seeing now. So I have a pot of money that I've built up of pensions. You guys won't have it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it is crucial, isn't it, that you get people started as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you realise that. Like. For me personally, until I started working here, I just assumed that there was going to be some money handed to us when I reached retirement age. <laughs> you don't think that actually you need to save for it. And if you want to have some form of life, once you've reached retirement, which you've worked for, you, you need to start doing it as early as possible. And I think that's something that message really needs to be spread. Um, one, I think technology massively helps it. So you can see these days, it's not just like what you said earlier, it's not blind, you can't kind of forget about it it's accessible it's there and younger people now everything is about technology everyone has phones ipads tablets etc so i think using all of them tools and actually just speaking about it more for younger people for me it would have impacted me sooner rather than later that's a really good point Haley, and i don't mean that in a patronizing manner at what age would you buy what age did you buy your children their first phones if you bought them already i don't know maybe you haven't yet i don't know I'm trying to think when it's funny you should ask because yeah. my oldest son just got one on the weekend so yeah. 12. 12. Yeah. i think we went when they went to upper school we yeah. we let them have phones mm -hmm. the point i'm making is you talk about technology mm -hmm. i suppose using our technology on the phones that yeah. we would buy our children it's a great you know when they're young and little we start a junior i set mm -hmm. when they get to that age just about to go to upper school get them a phone but put when they put the, yeah. a true potential app on so they yeah. can see impulse saves and how we we mm. grow our mm -hmm. we can grow our uh, portfolios is a really good thing it's the use of technology which yeah. Jack got his first phone at six months. It's one of them Fisher Price ones. <laughs> <laughs> press, the, press the button and it's a dog and it's woofing. Um, doesn't quite yet have the TP app yet. But well, well, you need to have yeah, a no, no. Development can probably do that. Yeah, can. Uh, yeah. Get in touch with Fisher Price. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it is interesting how we do it. But uh, I, I think the thing that's going to be loud and strong is yeah, it's different education at different stages of life for yeah. the kids, isn't it? Mm. Um, it, it is interesting. My kids, as I say, are sort of mid-twenties now, and they're looking at buying houses, and it's, it's proving really difficult. Yeah. So, you know, I do... There is a sense of regret yeah. that we didn't save enough for them. I mean, mm. I might have to give them some of my poor wealth um, to do it. But, you know, it's... It, yeah. I wish we'd started earlier, but it was difficult because it's money's tighter when you're younger. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't have noticed £50 a month or whatever yeah. reason. So it is... Yeah crucial lesson start and then I, I suppose incrementally as well with impulsive if it's not 50 it could be 10 it could be yeah. five it could be anything so there's yeah, as, as Healy says technology creates that opportunity yeah. 
and impulse save really creates that opportunity that if it's not as frequent as a direct debit but there's some spare cash i'll just save that off yeah i mean that's a, again a mm. great point um impulse save is something that could really motivate younger children isn't yeah. it on the rewards system yeah. that we've yeah. got do you want to tell people a little bit about the rewards system yeah so the um in the applications now we have a, a new rewards technology where you can you log in the app and it gives uh, cash back on a lot of major the providers um so like some Marks and Spencers and Just Eat and things like this, you'll get percentage cash back, and that can be that cash back gets automatically invested back into your investment. Um, so I think I had a, a convert to take on Wednesday, Steve, and I got and it was um it was only fifty six pence that was back in the, uh, back in the investment. So it's actually less than that. It was about sixteen pence. It'd be an expensive takeaway if it was one percent for fifty six pence. It was about sixteen pence. You probably eat a lot, Jimmy. Uh, well, yeah. it's only two of us. And I Jeff. mean, the interesting thing there again is though. It, it motivates you to get your 16 feet, mm. but it would really motivate Jack. And yeah. I don't know your mm. son's name, but I should do something. What's it called? Freddie. <laughs> they would be really, that would yeah. be, a, if they could yeah. see it on their phone. Yeah. So we would, you know, when people ring, if they, if you need to know about our technology, call Haley's team. Jamie's advisors yeah. can help. We can do it yeah. and uh, move forward. It's, it's getting good habits, isn't yeah. it? And just about to be able to use the phone now. And yeah. Isn't it? It's very frightening. <laughs> okay, got I the think first text message back. Can you pick it? me up now? Oh, it's like I've right. got a helicopter. I can't get there in that speed of time. <laughs> <laughs> what my auntie was t telling me the weekend was I was talking about the phone. She's in. You, you find it difficult now. It's when they get a bit older and they're going to every club under the sun, and then they want picked up on a night time, <laughs> and you become yeah. you become a human. Taxi, taxi driver for yeah. them. Um, that was one thing my my mom and dad said no to pretty much straight away. So if you up. go out, you uh, taxi back. Mm -hmm. You get there, you can get back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they get into the twenties, there's different problems. Let me tell you, they sometimes get back, uh, but then getting in the door seems to be a bit. Probably all of that problem at some point in the past. Yeah, I've experienced it. Even this Christmas, we experienced one of them asleep on the lawn in the morning. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Anyway, I can't <laughs> discipline them anymore. I obviously didn't discipline them when they were younger. Um, let's just capture some of the messages before we move on. It's it's the discipline aspect, yep. uh, not punitive, making sure there's an incentive. They can yeah. see it using the technology. Yeah. Certainly using things like impulsive, a great idea because it, it's very it's a visual, yeah. it's a very sure. visual, it almost it's self-rewarding, isn't it? And yeah. you can see it instantly. And, yeah. and time, use time, get them going as early as they can. Great. If you're a grandparent, Look at ways of passing wealth down to your grandchildren mm -hmm. using our technology and funds again and do it. Mm -hmm. Compounding interest, yeah. compounding savings. The good thing about a junior ISA, you can't touch it till you're 18, can yeah. you? It's stuck, you're it's in it stuck. and you're building. Yeah. So great, it's locked in. Okay, I hope that's been helpful. And then we now move on to the start of the podcast, which I always love. It's that we have to talk about our weekends, Haley. Mm -hmm. So what have you got? It? I know it's probably you're a bit restricted this, these, these well, days, but what have you got planned for the weekend? I am at a surprise party and I'm not going to say any more than that because I will you, drop it? myself in it. <laughs> 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 okay. All right, that sounds exciting. Yeah. But you won't be drinking much at the minute. Unfortunately, I'm on water or juice. Oh dear. <laughs> you can be the taxi then. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff? A little bit of rugby. Started the Six Nations. Yeah. Quite an interesting fixture yeah. this weekend. So. I think they're going to beat the Scots, aren't they? I think it might be the other way around. But we'll <laughs> see them. <laughs> yeah. But nothing else, just rugby and just rugby, chilling out and partying. Over to you to excite us then, Jamie. No, I, I think uh, I, was, I was wondering if my granddad would take us out. Um, <laughs> 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 it was a bit too... Well, bit I, of a low blow. I was just, I just wanted to get on to what I was doing, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a really exciting weekend because Bradford City are playing Harrogate Town. Oh, wow. Oh. It's, a, oh. it's a big game yeah, now in our region. And I managed to get a ticket. 
Yeah, so I'm, but I'm sitting with the Harrogate fans. Oh. So oh. I think there'll be three of us in their stand. Is the way, is it? It's the way at Harrogate. Have you been to Harrogate? Yeah, it's a nice, nice place. Yeah, lovely place. But, I lived um, in Harrogate for a year. Fun facts. Oh. There you go. Really? Well, it'll be invaded by Bradford City. I wouldn't go this weekend, is all I'm saying. But yeah, I'm doing that. And I'm going for dinner. And then I've started to walk the, it's called the Dales 30. It's 30. They call them mountains, but they're not really mountains. But we're Yorkshire, so it's mountains. So we're starting the Dales 30 on Sunday. How many miles is that in total? Uh, oh, good point. It's not a lot of miles, and it's, we're going to we're going to Wernside here, which is I've done it before, but my wife hasn't, so I'm pretending I haven't because she. We have to Does do. it involve walking a pub, Steve? There will be a pub at the end of yes, it. Yes, I thought. In my was. new walking boots, which are arriving today from Amazon, so I'll have blisters on Monday. I was going to say they'll be done tomorrow. No, no, it was a bit of a stupid mistake. Wasn't it? But, uh, <laughs> well, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope we've given you some tips that you can use when talking to your children and helping them invest. If you have any issues you want to talk about things, as I've said, please get in touch with us. I have either technology or call into Haley's team or Jamie's team. But from here, it's been lovely talking to you and we look forward to seeing you again on the next podcast. Thank you. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.